Welcome to the Uptown Community Podcast, where we see what we can learn, who we can get to know, and if we can understand each other and our neighborhood a little bit more. As a project of the People's Church, the Uptown Community Podcast celebrates the expression of creativity, love, and humanity. We thank the early friends of the Uptown Community Podcast, Papa Ray's and the Uptown Lounge. Today I don't have anybody to really talk to, but I have a computer and I am ready to go. So um, let's pull off a recording from the archive of Preston Bradley. I am recording out of the same room that he recorded out of in the Preston Bradley Center. And then real quick, we are using a form of uh, understanding and thinking, which has um, four levels, starting with very basic things that we can observe, and it goes all the way to what kind of connections that we can make with ourselves and um the lives, uh, different things around us. And that can be used for both uh, talking to people, but then um, going through um, recordings or other uh, things that you want to study. Today we'll use that to understand the message from Preston Bradley. Your dial is on FM 100. And here now with his nightly inspirational message is Dr. Preston Bradley. Life is filled with watchfulness. We watch when our loved ones leave us and we watch for their return. Think of the families in the evening tide, uh, the boys and girls and the wife and mother. Watch for the return of the loved one. Being on the watch is one of life's great privileges as well as one of life's great responsibilities. Life was made for loveliness and beauty. So it's pretty interesting that the first step is um, watching and observing um, what is going on in the subject of your understanding because literally this is about watching and observing. And not just what we can look at, but actually the act of looking. He's kind of talking more about appreciating just this act of watching things. Stench and dissipation, lust and cruelty and avarice, that isn't the reality of life. For then life creates such an agony that you cannot sleep. The difficulties and problems become acute. There is agony because conscience speaks. The next step in the understanding is to look at um, the various elements of the things that we're watching for in this case. And so the things that we are watching um, can be good and bad. 
Another thing that I was wondering about was if conscious is the same as consciousness. I had actually gone forward and listened, and which makes me think it's um, not the same thing. So um, I think just to, while we're here in the second part of our understanding, we can kind of think about the negative images and the positive images, but then also what conscious and consciousness could be and if they are indeed different. Conscience is the agony of an imprisoned ideal, imprisoned and seeking release from the imprisonment. And the release cannot come until the windows are opened and the cleanliness of love and honor, goodness and helpfulness and courage sweep into the citadel of our lives. Your conscience hammers away saying, why do you do these things? It isn't really you. The imprisoned ideal in your soul is on the watch for you. Being on the watch is a virtue and a necessary procedure for every well-fortified life. On the watch for everything including every thought. So there's some big ideas to talk about there. One is the imprisoned ideals in your soul that becomes your conscience. So the ideals that you have, they become your conscience because they're imprisoned. And I think that's because there is like this standard um, things that people are, I think they're the standards and expectations that people around you in society are kind of coming up with. So what Dr. Bradley's also talking about and connecting some of the ideas, which is in like the third level of understanding. And I think that also drawing on that theme of watching out for bad things that might corrupt our ideals, but also the good things that will help our ideals become something else, like the love and the understanding that will protect us as we go forward. For you don't have to go out on the streets and violate the criminal code to be a criminal. Most people think that they can dissipate their minds with their minds, and they can, without becoming actually a criminal or actually committing a wrong. It isn't necessary to be an activist in order to be a criminal. I can be a criminal with my thoughts. Uh, I can be a criminal if I refuse to what? I must exercise over these thoughts a virtue which, if followed, could transform a hundred thousand lives before this broadcast is ended. And that's really what the fourth step is about, is transforming what we think and um, our understanding and applying that to the world around us. So if we see protests, 
um, and activists, that doesn't make them a criminal just because they are watching. I have to speculate a little bit about what he thinks about as a conscience and why the people that are activists might be the people that are violating the conscience or the imprisoned ideals. It sounds like that people that are activists are watching for the ideals that are really speaking out to them. And if they are seeing these ideals that are violated with different wars, and again, I'm speculating on the history um, of what he's seeing as people that are commenting on the violated ideals. It is clear, though, that remaining watchful is how you get ideals to become virtues. And you don't necessarily need to rely on conscience or what others have decided for you. There isn't a mind listening which can help the intrusion of destructive thoughts. Now, this idea that we never have a bad thought or a destructive thought is not true. We all do. But if we practice watchfulness, we can prevent them from remaining with us. We'll have the bad thought, the unkind thought, but we don't have to harbor it. We don't have to give it domicile. We don't have to nurture it. We can keep from harboring them. There are people who think there is no penalty from thinking or harboring vile thoughts. But those thoughts in their viciousness are becoming wilder and wider. I stood on the bow of a little ship out of Reykjavik, Iceland, on my return to Bergen, Norway, and I spoke to a Norwegian sailor on watch. And I said, I asked him, is yours a very important place on the ship? Don't you get sleepy out here on this midnight watch way up in the bow of the ship? He answered, Do you know, sir, I am the most important man on this ship? And I said to myself, I am the most important man on my ship of life. I, too, must keep on watch. I think that's a great idea for all of us to encompass and embrace. Beyond the watch, we don't have to foster anything. That took a little longer than I expected, but learning is always worth it. I learned a little bit more about slowing down, paying attention to words that I often take for granted, but um, it's always worth to, to discuss in structured ways. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us on Uptown Community Podcast. I know everybody here knows how to find us, but if you can, tell others. They can find us on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Tell them to subscribe and do that yourself. Thank you.